Welcome to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday, where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael. This week, we're airing a message entitled, All These Things Are Against Me. And in this week's message, the preacher will bring a lesson to all of us that if not needed now, will be needed at some point in our lives. Because you will hear in the lesson, it appears to Jacob that the unfortunate circumstances he is in are completely negative, when in fact God was using these very events to bring about some of the greatest blessings he and his family would ever experience. And we pray that today's message will be a blessing to you. If you would like to hear today's message again, or other messages by Pastor DeMichael, please stay tuned until the end of today's program for more information. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. For our light affliction, Paul says, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. How could Joseph know? How could Jacob know that all of these things would mean a place for God to sequester his nation in safety until it grew to where it could be out on its own? How could Naomi know that all that happened in Moab would lead where it led? While we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. This morning we got up and looked out the window, and it was dark, but it didn't have to be light to know what was out there. It was thick, soupy fog down in Cunet. I told my Sunday school class I expected to see the creature from the Black Lagoon come out of it. He was the monster I dreaded the most. Frankenstein, he just looked dumb. Walking around, bumping into things, staring straight out. It's almost like you could walk right past him and he'd never notice you. The werewolf... I didn't spend much time in the forest, so I didn't worry about him. And big monsters like King Kong and Godzilla that just tear whole cities down, you can hear them coming 20 miles away. People screaming, buildings falling down. If he gets you, you're going to have a lot of company. There was just something about the creature from the Black Lagoon. I was too scared to ever watch the movie. But I've seen pictures of him. How many of you remember monster models when you could make a monster, buy a model kit and make a monster? I'd seen the model. I had a friend that had one. I used to cut a wide swath. Boy, this morning was a perfect setting for him. Perfect setting. We got ready and headed to church, and we're driving north. And about three, four miles, pretty soon... The fog broke, there was the sky, there was clear visibility. And you know, that's what happens a lot of times in our lives. We're in that fog. We're in that fog. And it just seems like the only thing that could add to the ambiance is that creature coming out of the fog after us. It's the only thing left to do. But little do we know that it's going to break. 
And God has a greater purpose. God has an eternal purpose. Paul goes on to say, while we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Jacob says, all these things are against me. But what Jacob doesn't know is him and his family and the nation for the next 400 years are going to be taken care of right there in Egypt. As a result of all these things. Little does Naomi know when she says, call me not Naomi, but call me Mara. What God would do, not just for them and their little family, but for Israel and for all of us, folks, for all of us. I think of the Apostle Paul, and we go to 2 Corinthians 12, and in the end, you look at Paul's thorn in the flesh, and you look at his difficulties, and, and they were things that he wrestled with God about. And in the end, God told him, my strength is made perfect in weakness. Paul didn't embrace that concept immediately. Paul didn't say, oh, thank you, Lord, for this thorn in the flesh, whatever it was. Now, we think it was bad eyesight, but we can't prove it. But it sort of looks that way. And, and it doesn't look for a second like Paul said, oh, boy, I'm glad I got bad eyesight. Thank you, Lord. No, not for a minute. Paul besought the Lord thrice, and I guarantee you those were not little 20-second mealtime prayers. Those were all-night prayer wrestlings. Those were prayer and fasting. Those were begging God to remove that thorn in the flesh. And in the end, he embraced it, and he said he would glory in those things that are his infirmities, because he learned through those infirmities the strength of weakness. We all want to be strong, but we're not always, always strong. Sometimes we're weak. And when we're weak, that's when he can be the strongest. And Paul learned that. And whereas Paul could have said, all these things are against me, that thorn in the flesh, according to 2 Corinthians 12, turned out to be the very thing that made him the powerful apostle to the Gentiles that we now know him as. Even in his imprisonments, he tells us in Philippians chapter 1, he says, But I would ye should understand, brethren, that the things which happened unto me have fallen out rather under the furtherance of the gospel. Paul writes this from a prison cell. I probably shouldn't admit this, but I'm claustrophobic. I, I, I shudder. I mean, people say, well, you know, prison these days, they got televisions and they got good food. It's a piece of cake. Uh, not if you're claustrophobic, it is. Paul's writing from a prison. And he said, these things that have happened unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel. He says, so that my bonds in Christ are manifest in all the palace and in all other places. And many of the brethren in the Lord, waxing confident by my bonds, <clears throat> are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Paul may have said at one time with Jacob, all these things are against me. But he lived long enough to see that God would use it in a great way. I think of the Lord Jesus Christ, and certainly it could be said of him, all these things are against me. 
his betrayal of those that he had poured the last three and a half years of his life into. Certainly, he did discipleship the way it should be. He poured his life into these men, and they betrayed him. His agony in Gethsemane. The Bible says he sweat, as it were, great drops of blood. The forsaking of the disciples. The mock trial that was a joke in anybody's book. The scourging that took place before he ever had to pick up that cross. History tells us that 50% of the victims never made it past that whipping. A man's insides would sometimes be laid open as the skin and the muscle was literally ripped away. And then he dragged that cruel cross to a place called Golgotha, a place of a skull. There was no comfortable bed there. There was no hospice service there. Only a crucifixion, mocking, taunting. Not only that which we could see on a human level, but there were things going on on a spiritual level. The powers of darkness that could not meet the eyes. And all of these that Christ experienced, and it could be said, all of these things are against me. While he was buried for three days and three nights, his frightened disciples hid out. And if you'd asked most Jews in that area, what's the future of this following Jesus thing? They would have said, what future? It's over with. All these things are against them. But three days and three nights later, he arose from the dead, folks. Three days and three nights later, death learned to regret that it ever took captive the Lord Jesus Christ, for he broke the bonds of death. Then there was his ascension and his work as our high priest, and him being preached to the whole world, and here we are some 2,000 years later, for he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. In him. Jesus said to his disciples in Luke chapter 21, some of you they will put to death, and you will be hated by all men for my name's sake, but not a hair of your head shall perish. Ah, but you say, preacher, many martyrs have died. Yeah. And their murderers sent them to heaven, where not a hair of their head will perish. We want to thank you for joining us today for Treasures of Truth, and it is our hope and prayer that today's program was truly a blessing to you. You've been listening to a message entitled, Our God, by Pastor Rick DeMichael. And in this week's lessons, we have been shown through the Word of God just how great our God truly is. These lessons began in the book of Isaiah where it is described to us the magnitude of the power of God. But that same Almighty God was also so kind and so loving that He sent His Son Jesus Christ to make the payment for our sins. God could have ended the universe with the sound of His voice, but He chose instead a way for you and me to spend an eternity in heaven with Him. So if you don't know for sure that Jesus Christ is your Savior, then we encourage you to contact the offices of Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and we will gladly help in any way we can. And as we mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast, if you would like to hear this or other messages by Pastor DeMichael, feel free to visit our website at tvbc.org. 
That's tvbc.org. You can also visit our YouTube page or follow us on Facebook for more information. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and we would love for you to come join us in our services, which begin with Sunday school at 9.30, followed by the morning service at 10.45. We also have a Sunday evening service at 5.45, and of course, all of the services have fully staffed nurseries available for young children, as well as interactive and exciting programs for all ages, including junior high, high school, and college age groups. And don't forget our Wednesday night service at 7 o'clock, which has the Master's Club program during the school year for the kids, and a Bible study at the same time for the adults over in the main auditorium. We hope to see you soon at Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and may God bless you.